Hello and welcome back to the How To Fitness Podcast. I'm Kate Lyman. And I'm Michael Ijewa. And we're here with another deep dive. I'm so excited. I, I like really in, enjoyed doing this research and writing up this this script. Like I had a really good time. I'm excited. It's a really cool topic and one, once again, that I should probably know a lot more about. So I'm, I'm coming to this episode ready to learn, Kate. Hit me. <laughs> right. We're, we're going to talk about organic foods today. Um, and at first, when I decided to touch on this topic, I was like, I don't know how much can I can even talk about. Well, hold your horses. <laughs> too much. <laughs> too much is the reality. I've had to like cut and cut and cut. And now my head is swimming with all these fun things I want to share. Um, but first, hey, how's your week been? It's Friday. It's, it's Friday. We've had we've had a busy few weeks, right? Like getting these recorded, working, looking oh after gosh. babies. It's oh you've had like. And here's a question. Yeah. Does Friday even matter to you? Because like I don't know. It doesn't. I work all the time. I try to set boundaries. I try not to work Saturdays, but I cannot tell you the last time that I actually stuck to that. So I don't know. So I not really. I always work Saturdays as well. So Friday doesn't really mean much. I never work Sundays. Like I very, very, very rarely do any work on a Sunday. Like I'm, I'm quite. You're really good about that. Yeah, too. I am quite. You're like good really at that. good on your boundaries. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, sorry, can't do that. I'll hit it next week. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite good at setting that boundary. So. It's not too bad, but Friday, yeah, it doesn't really mean too much. I'm usually up. I'm actually going for a really long run tomorrow morning. There's there's a run called the Seven Hills of Edinburgh in Edinburgh, and it's kind of uh, it's like fourteen and a half miles around the city, climbing seven what? of the big hills around it too. What? Yeah. That's so fun. I've done no hill training at all, uh, but I'm going to go run it tomorrow morning because it's something I've always wanted to do. I've never done it before, so I will report back with how I'm feeling post run. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I don't know. I, this is not an ideal professional opinion, but I think you should just do it. And like, obviously it's ideal if you train, but if not, like it's going to be fun no matter what, just lower your expectations. That's it. I, I'm literally going in with this, just of the opinion of the hills are really cool. I'm going to see some great views. I mean, legs will be a bit sore, but I'm, I'm just excited. Like I'm fully just excited. Just yeah. Have fun. I've been yeah, saying I want fun. to do it for about three years and I haven't. So at the start of this week, I was just like, Oh, let's just run the seven hills this weekend. So here we are. Yeah. Love it. I love it. All right. Let, we can't yeah. waste time because Bye. seriously, like a back really on track, back on track. Different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So today we are diving into the world of organic food, which I know can be a quite overwhelming topic, right? Because there's a lot of surprise black and white thinking with like only organic, no organic, right? So people are drawn to the idea of organic food because they believe it offers superior health benefits and is better for the environment. Um, today I wanted to dig into just kind of, is that right? Is that real? What are the implications of, of organic? What, what should we know? Um, and how can we be well-informed consumers to make the choice that's best for us? And I mean, this is what we've tried to do with every episode, right? Is inform, mm -hmm. not tell you what to do, say, Hey, here's some facts, do with it what you will. And I can say, like, I'll talk about this later, but I feel like I've been enlightened about some of the benefits of organic foods and I've been kind of solidified in my opinion in other ways. So it's, it's been great for me to even dive deep dive in deep dive into this topic and learn more for me. Um, and we, we both work in a world of nutrition and fitness where it's a lot of like absolutes, right? Um, so we're not going into this this episode hating on organic foods because that's ridiculous. Um, and sometimes we go far, I too far, I think, with saying that they have no benefit. And that's just not entirely true. So we're going to learn some more and we're going to talk through it all. And then we as consumers can can 
do what we need to do, right? Based on our needs and, and what's available to us. I, you will never become a millionaire, Kate, by having such balanced uh, opinions when it comes to health and fitness. That's one point I want to make. Also, I, I, I just want to say like, right before listening to this episode, I don't know what's coming. I'm as excited as the listeners are. I My general thoughts around organic food are some benefits, a little overrated, a lot of the health claims are massively inflated. Like that's kind of what my general vibe is, but I'm I'm excited to see maybe where I might be wrong or right on this topic. So we'll, we'll reassess at the end. You will come out enlightened as well. Great. So let's talk about what is organic and let's talk about the context that I live in Mexico, you live in the UK. I'm kind of talking about regulations as far as the US goes because mm-hmm. um, it's it's pretty similar across the board. I couldn't find much information on Mexico. It's organic <laughs> processes, surprise. Um, but between the US and the UK, it looks pretty similar. So when we talk about organic food, we're talking about products that are grown and produced without the use of synthetic pesticides, fertilizers, GMOs, irradiation, or sewage sludge. So basically, it's all about the way farmers cultivate and handle agricultural products. Regarding meat and dairy, Organic standards require that livestock have access to outdoor areas and are provided with more comfortable living conditions, which I thought was pretty cool, right? Like, I guess I didn't really think about that as much. So we often look at organic um, as purely prohibiting the use of synthetic pesticides, which is seen as a positive, right? Um, But a lot of critics argue that organic farming still uses natural pesticides, and we don't actually know the impact of these natural pesticides long-term versus more conventional pesticides. I think because that, so, that's a common misconception, isn't it, right? Like a lot of people, when they think organic food, they think no pesticides, like it's just correct the food. <laughs> yeah, and it's not that, it's different pesticides. Mm, okay. It's different pesticides. So gosh, there's just like so much going on with organic farming. And it's often touted as more environmentally friendly because it avoids these synthetic chemicals and promotes more sustainable practices. But then on the flip side, some studies suggest that it requires more land and more resources compared to conventional methods to produce the same exact yield. So this could lead to more deforestation, more habitat destruction. And it's just kind of like, this is really complex. Like this is an ongoing discussion. We just don't really know better, worse. There's pros and cons all the way around. And I did, okay, so I I pride myself on being an evidence-based practitioner. I went to a lot of real science and research, but I always also go to Reddit. (laughs) In any topic, I also go to Reddit for opinions because I think people are thorough in their opinions rather than just like throwing out insults. Um, I mean, I'm sure that exists too, but in more like niche subs, Mm -hmm. like organic farming. So, I mean, we're not going to spend this whole time talking about the farming practices because we're going to talk more about the nutrition, but it's very interesting to see a lot of, um, individuals who work in this space. And like, if you were an organic farmer and you're listening to this, you're probably like, you don't know anything. And that's true. I don't, I've like just tried to educate myself the best I can, but there was a lot of um, contention amongst like, it takes a lot of money to get the qualifications or the um, like approval needed to be organic. So some farms, smaller farms with even more sustainable farming practices or more ethical farming practices don't have that label because it's kind of about the money and like, do you have what it takes to get certified? Right. And that just makes sense with the capitalistic society that we live in. Right. Like that just makes sense. So um, it was interesting to read some of those opinions as well. We're, there's, I feel like we could approach this in two different ways. There's like the health implications and there are these environmental implications and I'm going to stay in my lane. <laughs> 
a bit more and talk about the health implications, but I'm just going to touch real quick on the environmental uh, implications because I found some of it really interesting. So, okay. So organic farming actually uses less energy, but has similar emissions. And there's also less pesticide use, which we know, but there's this more land use for the same crop yield. So there's kind of like this give and take with both and organic environmentally isn't always as superior as we think. Um, but another thing, and this is really interesting that I found that because the demand for organic is rising, it's leading to more exportation of organic. So actually like Mexico is a big producer of organic um, produce, but then it's being shipped out all over the world or to the US or to Canada or wherever. And it's a significant contribution of greenhouse gas emissions because of the exportation of organic food. So it's like this demand in and of itself is creating a larger footprint in a very bad that, way. That I think that's something that isn't spoken about enough, isn't it? I think this happens with like car manufacturers as well, right? They'll be like, oh, right. this is the most economical car. It's like, yeah, but it's not made here. It's like made over the other side of the world, shipped on a boat over here. Like you have to think about all these things and it's so difficult to know like, how do we best approach this to, to right. lower my carbon footprint? Yeah. Right, exactly. And so actually like the demand for more organic has also led to more fraud in the labeling. Like people kind of cutting corners to get the organic stamps that they can, you know, sell higher priced produce elsewhere. Um, so it's, it's because of that demand, there's also a harder time keeping up with these standards. So basically, organic food is all about cultiva cultivating and producing food in a way that avoids synthetic chemicals, prioritizes sustainability, and promotes a more natural approach. Um, but a lot of people choose organic because they believe it offers a more natural and sustainable option um, that kind of resonates with their value alongside being something that um, can potentially benefit their own health. So let's talk about labeling real quick because I just mentioned that, you know, there's some like fraud in labeling with this demand increasing. Um, to be considered organic, produce needs to be certified and meet certain criteria. For example, the soil where the crops are grown must be free from these prohibited pesticides. But there's no global standard. There's no like this means organic, right? So in general, it means like they're not using GMO seeds. There's no synthetic fertilizers. Um, and it's like, I saw this question. There was kind of an argument going on or like an ongoing conversation about like, it's weird that organic also means non-GMO because that's like kind of a whole different vein of thought and health and everything. Um, and a lot of people saying like, you know, the idea of organic is very noble, but is it effective? Is it effective in being more healthful? Is it effective in being more um, environmentally conscious? So in the U.S. specifically, food be, can be, in the U.S. specifically, food can be classified into different labels based on its organic content. So there's 100% organic, which is used for single ingredient foods like fruits, vegetables, eggs, meat. Um, in this category, all ingredients are certified organic except for salt and water. And then there's organic, which means that the food has multiple ingredients and at least 95% of the ingredients are certified organic. Um, and then non-organic ingredients in the food must be on like some approved list. And then there's made with organic, which means at least some of the products come from organic ingredients, like some of the ingredients. Um, and so it's a lot of rules and it's a lot of guidelines. And I think of like walking through the grocery store and it all kind of looks the same, right? Just I like, was going to say, like, I, I got lost with what you were saying there, if I'm honest, which just kind of shows yeah, like how, <laughs> no, but like, it just shows, doesn't it? How complex and how, like, how are everyday people supposed to know 
what they're doing. Right. I like, don't, it, I yeah. Don't even know. It's, yeah. Now I do, but like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's all these concerns with like inconsistent enforcement of these standards and, you know, because how do you keep up? And yeah. I, I did look up the UK's guidelines. It's like something similar. Um, I think it's all, you know, it's all kind of similar. But here's another catch natural, right? I think we often equate the term natural with organic. But natural, like, doesn't even really mean anything. So when a food label label says natural, it means the product generally doesn't have artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives. But it doesn't, like, reflect the the ingredients or um, the farming methods at all. So it's, it's, I mean, it's it's along similar lines of, like, when something has, like, high protein slapped on the label and you look at it and it's like, oh, like, three grams of protein. Like, that's not high protein. Like, yeah, it's... And they used to have two, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they have the protein. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So let's talk about the nutrition, the nutritional quality of organic um, and conventional grown foods, since that's kind of our wheelhouse and what we're actually supposed to be talking about here. But there's a lot of discussion and research about this, but the overall consensus is that there isn't a significant difference in the nutritional content between the two. It's important to remember that the nutritional composition of any food is influenced by various factors, such as soil quality, ripeness when harvested, and storage conditions. And these are things we don't even think about on a daily basis, right? So claiming that organic foods are inherently more nutritious isn't scientifically supported because there's just a lot of factors at play. However, there are some interesting findings from studies comparing organic and non-organic foods. Organic produce has been found to have higher levels of certain nutrients and flavonoids. Organic meats, dairy, and eggs from animals raised according to organic guidelines may contain higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids. They may also contain higher levels of antioxidants and certain micronutrients like vitamin C, zinc, iron, vitamin E, and some carotenoids. So I was, um, I can't remember where I was looking for this, but I was, I think it was on YouTube. I just use it. I, this is an evidence-based report, but I also <laughs> use a lot of other things to kind of simplify the topic, but um, I really liked is this video, and I was think it was from the USDA or something similar, and it was saying think of antioxidants as a homemade pesticide. So organic plants have to work a little harder to make more antioxidants mm-hmm. because they don't have the same pesticides used. Does that make sense, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's like the reason that organic foods would have higher antioxidant content is because they have to work a little harder to protect themselves from tests. Um, so that made a lot of sense to me. It's like, of course that, of course that like kind of tracks. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but we don't know if, and how that helps us. Like we know kind of, and I'm just saying in general, antioxidants good, but not like how many we need and what exactly. Right. Do they like I wonder like, how significant, cause you see a lot of these reports of like the organic vegetables have higher X uh, vitamin. Right. And it's like, is it significant enough for me to be spending like an extra 10% of my paycheck every month on these foods compared to like non-organic? Like, is, like, is it really significant? And that's where I'm like, eh, prob- probably not. Right. And it's like, we actually don't know yeah. because there are studies out there and it's like, we don't know. Like we don't mm-hmm. even know what optimal intake levels of antioxidants are. We just know they're good. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, it's kind of like in your mind, you're like, well, more must be better. And it's like, well, maybe, but we don't really know. <laughs> but anyway, I liked that parallel or that comparison because it's like, oh, that makes sense mm-hmm. why that would even be, right? So let's talk about pesticide residue because I think that's probably one of the big reasons that people turn towards organic, I'd say. So there is less pesticide residue in organic. 
but there's not none at all, right? Because there's organic foods are still using pesticides. They're just using a different type of pesticide. And I think this kind of brings us to, to this current fear of toxicity, right? Like we're so scared of like toxic. Um, but you know, we have livers <laughs> and they metabolize toxic substances for us. Like detoxification is something that's happening in our body all the time. Um, and, and whether it's with these organic pesticides or conventional pesticides, our body's taking care of it. Um, and so the levels of toxins in regular produce are generally well below safety limits, right? Like we're still eating these vegetables and fruits. So we're talking about really minimal differences. And I think that is something that can be really comforting when it comes to this topic is like, okay, well, there's more toxicity or there's more pesticide residue in conventional, but it's still, they're still tested for our safety, right? Like the mm -hmm. levels of pesticides in conventional foods are just so small. They're not, they're not impactful at all. Um, I think you have to put like a, like an element of trust in the fact that food regulations usually are pretty high. I know some countries food regulations will be more strict than others, but you do have to have like an element of trust, don't you? Of like, okay, this is pretty well tested on. Right. So yeah. like, like what's the alternative, right? Are we just going to spend our entire lives stressing about every single thing that we're eating all of the time it can be a little bit exhausting right and i like i know personally that's how i deal with it i'm like yeah like we, we're usually told <laughs> i don't know whether i'm just a little bit too trusting here but yeah, we're usually told like they they go through rigorous testing all these pesticides that they do use from non-organic and organic like i feel like is it significant enough to really start over analyzing everything that we're eating and i don't think it is right. yeah that's something i talk about with my clients all the time is like where do you want your brain space to go? Mm. Like, do you want it to go into like work and family and responsibilities and not overanalyzing like everything you eat? I would say yes. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I want for you. Mm -hmm. So if we kind of sum it up, the evidence is mixed, but there's only a small difference in nutritional value between this, these organic and conventional grown produce. And there's no significant health benefits. And, you know, this is something that's, this is not new organic versus conventional farming. There is a lot of um, research in this area, but we do know fruits and veggies are good for you, right? Like in this overanalyzing, like you just said, Michael, like we are, what if, what if people are, what if we get so caught up in it that we just do nothing? Mm -hmm. And then we're missing out on the fact that like produce is good for you. We could probably benefit from eating more whether it's conventional or organic. So that also brings us to the fact that there's like these products like organic cookies <laughs> and organic chips and organic ice cream and or made with organic soda, you know. Um, and these foods are more processed. They're lower in nutrients. They're not bad because we've talked extensively about taking away those labels, but they're definitely not like nutritious foods. They're mm -hmm. not actively things that we need in our bodies. Um, but there may be this misconception that because they're organic or made with organic ingredients, they somehow create any type of like veil of health around the foods that they actually are. Mm -hmm. And if we think about this, this topic and how organic just means different pesticides and there's no nutritional value or benefit that's significant, then we have to realize like an organic cookie is just a cookie.
that's probably like double the price. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And and I feel like it's another one of those examples, isn't it, where the the kind of fitness world, nutrition world, whatever you want to put this in, kind of puts all the onus on the individual and makes you feel like you're failing when you're not becoming part of a certain group. And like there's times are tough at the moment, right? Like people are struggling from paycheck to paycheck. Like a lot of people are really struggling right now. And I feel like because there's not a significant benefit to eating organic produce, then I just don't see why there's such a huge uproar and then all certain spaces in the fitness industry really banging on about you having to eat organic just because yeah, people are struggling, man. Like, like, why are you making them feel even worse about not buying these products that probably don't provide that much benefit? It just feels completely insane to me. Right. And so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the price differences and the accessibility of organic food, because I think this is where the conversation is, I would argue, most important. So one thing that's hard to ignore is that organic food trends tend to be far more expensive compared to conventionally produced food, like full stop. The higher cost is primarily due to the more expensive farming practices involved in organic agriculture. And unfortunately, the cost difference can make organic foods less accessible for some people, especially those with more limited budgets or anyone living in these days and times where mm -hmm. grocery prices are like through the roof. So it's important to recognize that affordable and nutritious food is a major concern for many individuals and focusing exclusively on promoting organic food may perpetuate this food inequality, which is just the opposite of what we want to do, mm -hmm. especially when we're talking about the benefit of fruits and vegetables in general. So according to a comparison done by CNET, um, shopping at Fresh Direct revealed that organic pro products were about 22% more expensive than conventional items. However, most of this price difference was attributed to organic meat. We know that that's like significantly more expensive because of those farming mm. practices we talked about. So if we exclude meat from the comparison, the price gap between organic and non-organic foods narrows down to about 13%. Based on the latest information from the USDA, Organic products in wholesale markets, especially in larger cities in the U.S., are typically at least 25% higher compared to conventional op options. So that's like this extra inflation for bigger cities or markets where people may be more prone to buying organic. I don't mm -hmm. know. It's kind of an assumption I'm making. And so this price difference can even be found to be double the cost of conventional products in certain areas. And that's just like, okay, we've got inflation. We've got food prices rising fast, faster than we can keep up. That's an even bigger barrier to eating it's healthfully. Just such, it's, it's just not spoken about enough. Let's put it like that. You know, like I see so many camps within like social media, especially you see so many camps of people saying you have to eat like this. No, our diet is superior. This diet is superior. Like being able to choose or have like choice when it comes to nutritional input is is such a privilege and it's not spoken about enough like being able to pick and choose the things that we eat most people can't do that um, and then as soon as you start whacking these labels on organic foods of like this is superior and you will be healthier for eating it when you aren't um and it is a significant markup in price it's just really damaging people and it is still blows my mind that so many people once again goopification of wellness like these big brands kind of making these huge claims around certain products that just don't have any grounding in science and it's it's really infuriating seeing it keep on going despite evidence not backing up the claims it's yeah it's infuriating. right i think i think there's so much unnecessary fear mongering well all fear mongering is unnecessary but like we look at things like the dirty dozen mm -hmm. and like you know we're 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 giving this 
hierarchy to different fruits and vegetables. It's like, no, 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 no. Like we're mm-hmm. so in the weeds here. Eat fruits and vegetables. They are good for you. Mm-hmm. I promise that the, the, the benefit of them outweighs this these tiny nuanced mm-hmm. like differences in pesticide content. Um, you know, wash them. <laughs> Need it. Like just wash them off. There we go. That's uh, the summary of this podcast episode. Just wash them. <laughs> actually, wait, let me find. Okay, here we go. So this is a, is a study I found. So it's, and I was going to talk about this later, but I want to talk about it right now. This study found, um, and I'll, gosh, I can't remember. I want to see if it's in 2017, but now I don't have all my facts straight. So I'm going to put it in the show notes. But the mechanical action of rubbing produce under tap water is likely responsible for moving pesticide residues. Mild detergents or fruit and vegetable washes do not enhance the removal of pesticide residues from produce above that of rinsing with tap water alone. So mm-hmm. there you go. Wash it off. I thought that was interesting. Do you know what? I I didn't know that. So, I I mean, we're talking about potential risk of pesticides. I never rinse my broom. I know. Is that bad? (laughs) Okay. Well, I don't think I did in the U.S., but I, I definitely do here in Mexico, and that's probably pretty funny because in the U.S. it was probably being like shipped all over and like different things. And yeah. here, I get it from my neighbors who have a farm, you know. Like, but I kind of get that because you're probably getting it from like there's like soil on it still, right? When you're getting all yes, yeah, 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 so like dirty. Yes, yeah, so you have it's to like, like actively dirty. Right. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about health outcomes because this is what we care about, right? Like long term. What are we talking here? Is this important mm-hmm. to consider? So as I mentioned earlier, studies have shown that organic produce generally has lower levels of pesticide residue compared to conventional. We've talked about this. This can be beneficial for reducing potential exposure to exposure to pesticides. However, the long-term effects of pesticide exposure, especially in vulnerable populations like children and pregnant women, are still not fully understood. Mm-hmm. So we don't even know. We know like, yes more exposure, but what does that mean? Mm -hmm. So another fascinating finding is that organic chicken and pork have lower levels of antibiotic resistant bacteria compared to conventionally raised meat. But the thing is that both types of meat had similar levels of bacteria that can cause food poisoning. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's not, and this is something I saw over and over and over in the literature, organic is not reducing the risk of bacteria that causes like very serious health outcomes, right? Mm -hmm. So while organic food may often certain offer certain advantages, it's crucial to remember that health and nutrition can be achieved through various means, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. not, this is not the one, the one road to us having better health outcomes. And so focusing on that label is probably not, not what we need to focus on. Mm -hmm. So there's this study published in nature communications in 2017. Okay. This is the 2017 thing. Um, they explored the possibility of the world going hundred percent organic. I just thought this is interesting. It was like, what would it take? And it's like technically feasible, but it would require so much change and so much use of land that like, you know, there would be no more, um, building there would no be be no more infrastructure in the world like it's not even a thing so the goal isn't like get to 100 organic because that's not even feasible at all mm-hmm. so i don't know it's, it's interesting to think about because it's like well what what is this doing for me right now right because our goal with this podcast and the topics we d- dive into are help the listener and help ourselves become informed so 
take what you will from this information. It's really true. It's true, isn't it? And also there's a thought process of, um, so I eat mostly plant-based a lot of the time. I can't eat eggs or dairy because I'm intolerant to them. So naturally I tend to eat more plant-based because of that. But I eat less meat because I feel really bad about killing animals, right? <laughs> so so I sometimes feel a bit uneasy. So therefore I don't eat much meat. I eat a bit of seafood. Um, and I know that my diet would probably be more nutritionally sound if I ate more meat and seafood just because the amount of activity that I do in terms of like getting a good quality protein etc um so I am almost having like a trade-off of okay this might be worse for my health eating the way that I am but I feel better about it in terms of the planet and animals not being killed right so it's the same with organic right like like what are we focusing on here like yes uh, I think it would be really cool if we could cut down slightly on pesticide use. It sounds like a good thing to me. But then if we're using up loads of land, it's not good for the environment. Like, like, how do you make the right decisions here? Because I have no idea, Kate, and I'm more confused than when we started. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. I, I want to, at the end, I want to give my opinion because I do feel like my some of my perception has changed. But let's go back to what you're talking about, about morality, right? Mm. Like, we want the best for our bodies. We want the best for our kids. We want the best for... Ever, you know, we just want the best. Mm. And so I think organic is kind of this ideology more than anything. It's like, this is the best, right? So we think of, we kind of get into this dichotomous thinking again, like organic, good, conventional, bad. And that's, that gets in the way of us making the best decision for mm. us. And that's where it becomes really challenging, right? So I think we ask ourselves, like, what am I trying to get out of this purchase? Mm-hmm. Right? Like health. Well, are you, are you eating enough fruits and vegetables, period? Because like that's that's the first stop to make, right? Mm-hmm. Like before we worry about conventional versus organic. And environmentally, what makes more sense is local foods or seasonal foods, right? Like that's mm-hmm. going to be the, the standard as far as like minimizing our environmental impact. So farmer's markets. Yeah. Or, you know, which also, you know, there's a there's a cost associated. I was going to say, but then it's like idyllic, isn't it? Because you'll have people that live in like food deserts where they don't have access to like local right. good quality produce. They just have no choice but to choose those that have been shipped to really long distance. So right. there's just so many factors there that can influence what someone should do that's right for their diet, their beliefs, the planet. Like it's really tough, right? Like we have kids and I would quite like their to be a healthy planet when my son is an adult, right? right? So like right. trying to figure out what we should be doing to sustain longevity of earth uh, is is really difficult. And I would quite like to know. So if the research could catch up with that, that would be yeah. fantastic. <laughs> tell me what to do. Yeah, please. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> but they were just like, you have to consider the options that you have access to and then try to strike a balance between this affordability, which is really important and nutrition rather than this focus on like, is it organic or is it conventional? Mm. Because we, there's this thought that organic food is morally superior and it's just, it's not the case Mm -hmm. in any way, shape or form, but also morality doesn't depend on the type of food we eat. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, so, so what do we do? I feel like, please tell me. (laughs) I don't know. So here's where I kind of changed my tune because I will say I came into this, this topic saying like, I know that I have the knowledge that organic is not superior in terms of health outcomes. Um, but I didn't have all of the nuance and all of the research to back that up. I just like, that was my Mm. thought. I kind of 
feel like I see now more the benefit of organic meat um, because of the treatment of the animals, because Mm -hmm. of um, the access to more land that they have. Like that makes me see the organic, like the benefit of organic meat. Um, So like it's less about the nutritional content. Well, I think we said that there's more omega-3s, like that's great, Um, but that's pretty insignificant overall. And it's more about like animal welfare and the environmental implications. But I don't know. It doesn't mean it's problem free either. Yeah. Right? I think like also it's... that's hugely dependent on where you live too, right? So um, I think anyway, we used to anyway, pride ourselves in the UK of having quite good animal welfare in terms of like mm-hmm. meat products. Um, since Brexit, this, every episode we have like a slight touch on politics and I quite like it. Um, since Brexit, we've, uh, we've broken down our uh, kind of links to the EU and therefore a lot of food standards that the UK abides by. We're now striking trade deals with lots of other countries and importing meat from those locations that have lower welfare standards. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that that's highlighted to a lot of people like, oh, actually, I think our standards were quite high before and we're now importing a lot of meat where uh, antibiotics and all other things are allowed to be used a lot more freely in meat. And what does that mean to the consumer? Like we don't really know. And that is quite scary. So once again, I I think it is just kind of depends on where you live. And um, once again, that's as political as I'm getting, Kate. (laughs) But that's a good topic. And and I think it's, it's again, like striking a balance, like being a knowledgeable consumer mm. and not being consumed by your knowledge, right? Mm. Like, like that's the thing. Um, so, you know, I kind of, I feel like I changed my tune to, to understanding definitely more the benefit of organic meat. Um, but then it still boils down to budget mm-hmm. and access and what's important to us as individuals, because for some people, maybe that's not a focus, right? Um, right. Like I if am, you're I'm, like a single parent with three, four kids and you're having to provide for your family, are you going to go shopping for organic produce? Like, no, no. like, no, you're not. You're going to choose what's kind of most cost effective and convenient. So I'm in a similar boat to you where I, so I was a vegetarian for like 12 years, 11 years. Um, and now I eat meat and I have for about, I don't know, several years, but like, I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. Like if it has a bone in it, I'm like, no, thank you. Or if it looks even slightly questionable or kind of like I see it too much. I mean, that's changed a lot since being in Mexico because it's just different how the meat is presented. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know this, like, I, I feel like for me, that is where I focus my kind of brain space on Mm -hmm. like what I'm choosing to buy. Whereas the organic fruits, vegetables. I'm like, I don't know. I don't need to worry about that. Yeah. So what do we, what do we actually focus on? Right? Well, first off, what's important to us? Because some, for some people, this still may be a really important topic and organic, if they have the, the um, access and such may feel really important. That's okay. It's not saying like that's bad, but are you eating fruits and vegetables? Mm-hmm. Period. Like that's so much more important than any of this nuanced conversation. Are you getting protein? dietary protein, whether it's through meat or through plant-based sources, like, are you, are you fueling your body well? Because I promise the health outcomes are far more impactful from the general nutrition you're getting than whether it's organic or conventional. Mm-hmm. We need to remember that conventional is not unsafe. All of the pesticide residue is well within the safety limits. So we can wash them in water <laughs> and be a little better off, but it's not unsafe and all of these foods, these this fruits and vegetables provide essential nutrients like vitamins and minerals and fiber, which are important for maintaining good health. And those 
vitamins and minerals and fiber and nutrients are here, whether it's organic or not. Um, so that's that. I mean, that's kind of like we need to focus on on the bigger picture, right? Because when you focus on small things like pesticide content, it isn't really helpful if we're not eating fruits and vegetables, period. Yeah. That's it. I like it. No, that's... The educated consumers and, yeah. and hopefully this helps with that. No, I really like that. I liked your comment as well of being like educated consumers rather than being consumed by, uh, I don't remember the term you used. It was a very good sentence, whatever you used, Kate. I'm going to try like snip it. wasn't, it just kind of like came out. Yeah, so I'm going to gonna grab it and snip it back here. So it's going <laughs> to come in right now. It's, it's again, like striking a balance, like being a knowledgeable consumer and not being consumed by your knowledge, right? Like, and then uh, we are back. <laughs> that was very knowledgeable of you, Kate. Thank you. Yeah, it's really tough to know, isn't it, what to do? And I also know that um, we've probably annoyed a lot of carnivore diet advocates with this episode talking about fruits and vegetables. So that's a nice added bonus. How, how dare we? How dare you? How dare we? <laughs> <laughs> no, a very cool topic and so much nuance around it, right? Like I'm sure there's so many different ways that you could spin this and... Um, yeah, hopefully once again, it's just been another episode that's provided a little bit of food for thought in the way that people uh, curate their perfect diet. So yeah, let and us know. I, and I'd like to, you know, with uh, with all of our other episodes, we've sparked some good conversation. I'd like to keep that going. I've had really great conversations with individuals about the Ozempic episode and about the cultural food, you know, all of it. Um, and it's really great. So like, let's talk here too, because there's also no shame in wanting to purchase organic. Like if that's, that's where your value lies, that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with it. And I, and I just, I also know that like organic farmers are out there doing their best to bring this, this product to the market, right? Like there's, maybe there's malice somewhere and, and, you know, but I can't speak for all the organic farmers. I can't speak (laughs) for any of them, but like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a noble quest. And it requires a lot of work. There's going to be a new Instagram page that crops up. It's got like organic farmers against how to fitness. (laughs) I I think you're doing a great job. (laughs) All farmers are doing a fantastic job. That's kind of where I ended it on Reddit um, in this, like in these like farmer subs talking about (laughs) different farming techniques. And that was so Where on the internet have you been, Kate? What has gone on? Everywhere, (laughs) everywhere. And this is how we bring an episode together. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. See you later.